This podcast is brought to you by Podcast Nation. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. You're a podcast listener, and this is a podcast ad. Reach great listeners like yourself with podcast advertising from Lips and Ads. Choose from hundreds of top podcasts offering host endorsements, or run a reproduced ad like this one across thousands of shows to reach your target audience with Lips and Ads. Go to lipsandads.com now. That's L I B S Y N ads.com. What? Okay. Oh my gosh. Hey siblings, you're listening to I Have to Call My Sister. But you already know that. My name is Stacy and my name is Kayla. Need a pump up? We got you. We'll say it like it is. And yeah, maybe laugh a little obnoxiously. <laughs> oh my god, just start the show. Hello, Hello siblings. <laughs> we both looked at each other. We didn't know who was going to start and we got awkward. Okay. Okay. Guess what? Today we have a famous person on our podcast. I am so excited um, because I have been following her since the beginning. So we have Sarah Landry. This is a debate we have. You'll hear it in a minute. Yeah, but yeah. we have Sarah Landry, a.k.a. The Bird's Papaya. Guarantee you all know her as The Bird's Papaya, not Sarah Landry. Well, also, um, that will bother her that you said that, as we found out. So it's fine. Good start. Um, Yeah, we have Sarah on. And she is someone who is, like I've said about Caitlin before, I you know, you don't really know the person until you meet them. And now we've met her. And she's awesome and so kind and so funny and so beautiful. Um, she, I feel like it was a really good interview. She has 2.2 million followers on Instagram. Yes, she 2.2. Hey, Sarah, make us famous, will you? Yeah. Like, didn't think that this was isn't funny. a joke. Um, we, we also got to be guests on her podcast. So if you go to her yeah. podcast, The Bird's Papaya, then you can hear us talk about us <laughs> on her podcast. Yeah. She is a divorced and remarried mom of four. Um, she recently had a little girl named Lemmy who's literally the cutest baby I've ever seen in my entire life. But she also has teenagers. So she they're like 10 years apart. And she's awesome because she has a lot of like similar things um, to us. So she talks about body positivity and like weight loss. So she like she was one size and then she lost a lot of weight and then she gained weight and like she talks about that. And I would say that her Instagram um, and TikTok are like is like the most interesting thing ever like the pictures that she posts and the videos that she posts like mm-hmm. it's it's amazing we met her at the Caitlin Bristow show she is one of the most famous influencers and her podcast is so successful and now she's on ours so I can't believe it take 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 a leap of faith as we all say right yeah anyway get ready for Sarah the bird's papaya hello hello welcome to I have to call my sister it's not like you haven't met us already. We've just been talking to you for the last hour because... Yes, we have. We were on your podcast and mm-hmm. I was like, I said to Kayla, is she going to be sick of us by now? But you have to pretend that you're not. No, I, yeah. I love... Like, I just told you, I'm on three hours of sleep. This is the shot of espresso if I ever did have one. Yeah. You two are the energy that I need, okay. that I want, that I love. It's been great. Okay, good, good. Okay, so we actually talked about you after the, or was it before? I don't know. We were talking about you on our podcast at one point, and we had a debate, and I need to know who is right, okay? Okay. okay, So Kayla was like, no, let me say it. Present this wrong. I'm not going to present it wrong. There's two options, and that's it. No, it's, no, no, no. It It literally is the dumbest thing. It's the dumbest thing. (laughs) It's about your name. (laughs) Yeah, so Kayla's like, oh, yeah, so the bird's papaya is coming to, um, like, uh, is going to be at Caitlyn's show. And then I was like, but, well, it's like Sarah from the Bird's Papaya. And then Kayla was like, no, people know her as if I said the Bird's Papaya. And I said, no, it's Sarah from the Bird's Papaya. Okay, sure. If I said on our podcast, Sarah's going to be at Caitlyn's show, they'd be like, who the hell is Sarah? Who is that? But if no. I said the Bird's Papaya is going to be at Caitlyn's show, everybody yeah, would know But who you're I'm saying it about. like the first half, like her first name is the Bird's last name Papaya. <laughs> 
that middle name birds, last name papaya. I feel like they're both right because <gasps> unfortunately I come from the generation where you had wild handles. Like we had handles that were cutesy names. And unfortunately for me, nobody would allow me to just be Sarah Nicole Landry. I cannot exactly. just, I tried to be Sarah Nicole for a second. Nobody, nobody accepts it. They're like, oh, stop playing around birds papaya. Like <laughs> I was, I was at um like the, the boots and hearts. And I'm walking through crowds and people are like half Sarah and half Bird's Papaya, like just screaming at me. And then one person who got confused and was like, that's Shania. And I was like, now you ruined it. Now you ruined it. Now I have to disappoint you. I only like it when it's, yeah, yeah. So people go by both. And I think the only thing that's really funny is when I get an email and somebody's like, I'm such a huge fan, da, 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 da of you, Nicole, because they don't actually know my name. They just know part of it, and they spliced it in there. Biggest fan ever. think my name is Nicole. <laughs> name because, is Nicole, yeah. Yeah, funny. and I've seen a lot of people switch their branding in the last few years where they've like just gone to whatever their name is. Couple couple flaws in this system. I actually – I it, I'm just so recognized as the birth papaya now, and it's like confusing for people, but also just like how it's been for 14 years. Yeah. And on top of that, the handle Sarah Nicole Landry is gone. That's the handle Sarah Nicole is gone. I would have to be like Sarah Nicole 1952. Like I would <laughs> yeah, not yeah, get yeah, to yeah. be like uh, underscore underscore underscore. Like there yeah. isn't anything available for me to do that. I like would have to probably offer like thousands of dollars, and people yeah. don't realize that. Like when you are getting like a website domain or you want like a handle, like people buy those up and like, or they just take them and then they know they're going to get offers for them. Can I tell you something that I have never felt more like Beyonce in my life? My my website is stacykmusic.com because yeah. somebody bought stacyk.com on purpose and tried to sell it to me. And I said no. I was so Can mad. Can I one-up this story for you? Yes, tell me. Because I was the bird's papaya, and I had my blog for a long time, and I went to go – I guess I forgot to renew it. Like, it, I didn't have auto-renew yes. set up then. Oh. And I didn't do the renewal, and I lost the domain. Somebody bought it and made it a porn site. So oh, I had no. to go – and at the time, I had, like, millions of pins on Pinterest. I was a bit of a craft blog and, like, all this – I was a stay-at-home mom doing that stuff, trying to fit in with – trying to fit in with the blog crowd. <laughs> and um, you know when we used to, like, glue twine on wine bottles and call them vases? That yeah. was me. That was me. Um, I, so, like, recently did that. <laughs> oh, no, no. But did you take did. pictures with your little camera and blog about yeah. it for 45 minutes as if it was, like, the twine told a story? Because I did that. Okay. Um, I had to wipe the internet of anything that linked oh, to the birds no. papaya. So then flash forward to even further than that, it no longer it just was like a dead website. But I if you go into godaddy.com, they have this option where you can have them go and try and buy it back for you. So I actually had to buy my domain oh. back and I had to wait until I could afford it. So Everyone thinks like once you're making money and doing influencing, like, oh, that's just like you're making money, you're like making cash and like you have all this cash flow. Like I literally was like, I need to buy my domain back. I need to buy a camera. I didn't get any money for the first year of making income, which was 10 years into my career because all I could do was like I had to spend, I think it was like somewhere between $500 and $1,000 to get to my get domain your website. back. Yeah, yeah. Because oh people do this. Like it is a, I actually know somebody who like they just they just get random domains that yeah. might be a thing one day and then they carry them for like 99 cents a year and then eventually someone might want it and then they buy it off yeah. of you oh for like a thousand bucks. It's smart, but it's also like so rude. And I met <laughs> and I messaged the person. So I was like, rude. can I please have my name back? Like, why do you have this? And like another twist is like he kind of is like a friend of a friend. And I, no. and, and yeah, and he was just like, like, I don't Saboteur. know him. Yeah, but he was like a friend of a friend and he was just like, well, you can have it if you get, and, and he came and saw me in a show, got impressed by the show, went and bought the website and then was like, you can have it for a thousand dollars. And I was like, I'll no, keep Stace Game Music. Thank you. I was like so mad. So now if you go to it, it's just what this weird, dick. like, like it's just a page of nothing. That's Patriarchy. So I know, Patriarchy. I know. And he's being stubborn and just keeping it. That's crazy. I mean, also I smart businessman. I don't know. Yeah, I was going to say, maybe I'll do that for yeah, a side gig. But, <laughs> but also, <laughs> like, I just buy both. Your name. I'm just going to buy yeah. more names on the side. Yeah. I'm like, it's so weird because he keeps coming back to Kayla. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Kayla owns the birdspapaya.com yeah. and stacykay.com. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Anyway, okay, so the debate is not settled. It's just we're both right. I think, I think. I don't know what the right answer is. Like, oh. honestly, I don't. Because the birds pie is my handle 
And my Sarah Nicole is my name. Yeah, 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 yeah. But I think for if, what we were discussing on our podcast, I needed to say the birds papaya to just like really make it clear. You know? I agree. I just yeah. said Caitlin's not going to say, please welcome the birds papaya. She's going to say, please welcome Sarah from the. Okay, yeah. let's move on to the yeah, next that's one. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> I think people still want to identify you as a name, right? And, yeah. I, and that's the one thing that's kind of like, if I'm being completely honest, like I have to acknowledge the fact that if somebody said Sarah Nicole Landry, like they wouldn't know who I am. So there is that like little bit of like sadness that I couldn't make a name for myself with my own name that I ended up doing it with like a handle that I created but it's cool it ago. is a cool handle yeah but you didn't just become but successful because of your names. handle no. you became I know. now you're successful with that handle yeah, yeah, it's yeah, not yeah, yeah, yeah. I know yeah no, I just it's... kind of wish I I've changed last names a few times I didn't actually ever intend to have my last name be part of my social thing but I got the blue check mark when I put Landry in my thing because of a whole other story mm-hmm. um there was like a news publication that came out and they didn't drop my handle they only said my full name so I said Sarah Nicole Landry so I was like damn I need to add my last name into my bio so if somebody searches me they can see it and so I, and it was like a really, it was like Daily Mail. It was like really scathing type of article. And I was like, I want people to come and like get the goods from me. Yeah. yeah. And so not that it was bad. It was just that like they, they have a weird way of like doing articles. And so um, I had changed my name and that very week I got verified. So I have never gotten a straight answer if I'm allowed to change my name now that it's past that without oh. jeopardizing the rest of my account because it is under your name. Mm. So I don't, nobody. Nobody can ever answer that question for me. So I'm kind of lost in it. But I really just wanted to be Sarah Nicole. Because if anybody, like I had a maiden name and then I had a married name and then I have a new married name. And there's part of me that's just like, Sarah Nicole is me. And I just like want to, I wish I just had one name that was like me, my own, myself. And I feel like with you, like having yours that you just sort of like, chose you said it's a stage name but like it's your own name yeah. there's like something special about that right yeah. so part of me wishes I could just like when people ask like am I Sarah or Sarah Nicole like Nicole's just my middle name it's just that in a time of divorce in a time of like uncertainty that was the only name I could cling yeah. to because I wasn't if I went back it was too obvious if I moved forward it wasn't right and yeah. I just felt like I didn't have a place so Sarah Nicole just became who I inherently feel is like my stage yeah, name. Like, yeah, yes, yeah. I'm Sarah. Yeah. I'm Sarah to everybody. I'm mom to half the people in my house. But I am Sarah Nicole. Sarah like, Nicole. that's who I am. And the birds papaya is what I envision and what I hope to be just like this connective tool and this like really like I'm no different. Like I don't I'm not this isn't this isn't a negative thing. I think people are amazing for using social media as a way to like extrovert themselves because a lot of people are very shy. I am no different between real life and online. I don't know. <laughs> and we how can to do we that. can say that because we met you in real life and we weren't yeah, sure. I met it you was in real fun. life. It was fun Once to again, see. it's another I'm thing. Chaotic, yeah. I'm weird. I just I'm all I do all the things. Yeah. And you know what's so funny? And Caitlin and I were talking about this when people come up to you and you're like, oh, you look even better in real life it's like what do I, what do I look like online that's like the rudest <laughs> thing so yeah. I look like shit but I also like people are like you're actually really pretty I'm like did you not believe me <laughs> yeah like, but there's a there's a mistrust between the screen oh, and there's sure, also sure. like that you're but I think it's my favorite compliment to get that you're exactly who you are online yes. because I it, the birds papaya might be like the brand and it is sort of the brand and I think what's happening as it gets bigger is there's more voices in that right like the birds papaya website I hope eventually will have contributors I want there to be I don't want it to be centered around me I want to be the person that yeah. like same with the podcast and you probably feel this too like yes it's yours but it's not centered directly on you at all points like it is more conversational it's like a it's a conduit right so mm-hmm. to me the birds papaya is like this conduit of conversation and I can hope change and you know maybe a journal of like my life and like some parts between all of that but like Sarah Nicole is who I am yeah, and Landry's so, my husband's so name, Kayla so. you brought up okay. the touch so <laughs> do we call you the birds of fire or Sarah no, I, I wanted to call you I wanted to <laughs> honestly don't know I wanted to call you Nicole so bad just now for, to like continue the joke so Nicole but then I'm like no I'm too so I'm, I'm too scared that she's not gonna know I'm joking <laughs> so Nicole so Nicole tell me um so Nicole tell me <laughs> Um, okay, speaking of, um, you were talking about, like, changing your name and, like, all this stuff. Um, we don't have to, like, dive into this or whatever, but... I'm an open book. Can, yeah, can yeah. we ask you, like, so we know that you were in a relationship for a really long time. Yeah. And then we just want to know, like, why you decided that relationship was not the right one for you. And, mm. and, and then, like... What was keeping you there for so long? Like, can you just talk on that? And then we'll talk about yeah. shame. <laughs> so a really, it it's one of the most Google things about me. Sarah Nicole Landry divorce or the birds papaya divorce, Ooh, depending on yeah. which side of it you go. <laughs> People would love to know the ins and the outs of like why divorce. But 
it's always just, it's never been something that I open. And I love this to be the answer to the question because I think it's a, I think it's a good one for me to always explain because it no longer, the second I had children, it no longer became my story. It no longer became my um, experience. It became all of ours. And so there's this, it's so fascinating to me because I noticed this a lot and I compare it a lot to a car crash because we all do this thing when we're driving down a highway and we see a car crash, we do, we rubberneck. We want to see what went on. Is anybody injured? Did something happen? Who's at fault is essentially the question we're all kind of asking and like what happened. But the reality is none of us are actually involved. We're just witnesses and then we keep going down the highway. People that are in that car, they live with that trauma forever and they have to like go through it and they have to drive down. They have to like figure out how to get back on the highway in new vehicles and figure out life. So for me, I will say like divorce was this massive life event that everyone cared so much about the why and not the mm-hmm. how we were doing. Mm-hmm. And it's still to this day. And, and I do it too. I had um this girl that I follow on Instagram and it's driven. It's, they were my ideal couple. I'll be honest. Like I just adored them. They were my dream couple and they split up years ago and I still don't know why they broke up. And it bothers me. It bothers me to no end that I don't know why. So I get it. I so get it. But the process of divorce and like why people get divorced is like, it's just, it's all over the place. It can be a million different things. Mm. So and there's probably a million different answers. Like there are so many answers. It's not even one thing. Yeah. If somebody asked me, why did you break up with your last boyfriend? I'm like, I don't know. It just didn't work. Yeah. It's a lot, right? But I think the process of choosing it is where it gets really tough. And to sort of like answer that, because it was I said I wanted a divorce three years before I left. So it was three years of – and anybody who's like shared – I was a stay-at-home mom, so I didn't have my own income. I didn't have a car. Um, I was obviously like the support and in the relationship, and I didn't know how to leave. And I also – to me, everything that I had built and had was my home. I, I was a homemaker for 10 years. So the my personality was like in the floor tiles. Like I was everywhere there. You're a podcast listener, and this is a podcast ad. Reach great listeners like yourself with podcast advertising from Lips and Ads. Choose from hundreds of top podcasts offering host endorsements, or run a reproduced ad like this one across thousands of shows to reach your target audience with Lips and Ads. Go to lipsandads.com now. That's L I B S Y N ads.com. You're a podcast listener, and this is a podcast ad. Reach great listeners like yourself with podcast advertising from Lips and Ads. Choose from hundreds of top podcasts offering host endorsements, or run a reproduced ad like this one across thousands of shows to reach your target audience with Lips and Ads. Go to lipsandads.com now. That's L I B S Y N ads.com. You're a podcast listener, and this is a podcast ad. Reach great listeners like yourself with podcast advertising from Lips and Ads. Choose from hundreds of top podcasts offering host endorsements or run a reproduced ad like this one across thousands of shows to reach your target audience with Lips and Ads. Go to lipsandads.com now. That's L-I-B-S-Y-N-Ads.com. And would you have been in your 20s at this point? Um, so I got married at 19 and I left at 30. Okay. Oh, whoa. So yeah. You were like, that's, 30 and 31. A, that's a young chunk of life though. Like young that's a, chunk that's of life. That's a lot to experience. Yeah. And you had your three kids in that time too, right? So I, le- I lived at my parents' house, got married and was like living with my ex-husband for, so we were together for 13 years total. I was with him since I was 17. Um, we got married when I was engaged when we were 18, married when I was 19, pregnant by 20 and three kids whoa. by 25. So I went from being at my parents' house into being in a married relationship and then back to my parents' house with three children in tow. It was so humbling, but also like I think what was so hard and what caused that three-year pause was how many scenarios I ran through, like how much letting go I had to do and how much of like – and essentially at the time I was also trying to like make it in Instagram and blogging and like not having a cookie cutter family was not cute. It wasn't like something (laughs) I was excited to like share about. Mm -hmm. Nobody – I actually hid that I was even divorced for a while. People were like, what happened to your kitchen? Like what is going on in your life? And I was just at that time – like it's so wild to think about that being me now because now I can't like shit my pants without telling everybody (laughs) on the internet. True story happened two weeks ago. Um, Yeah, truly I did. Um, But like that's who I am now because I just – I held so much in, Mm -hmm. so, so much in. And now I just have this like absolute word vomit to every single aspect of my life, except for these like tiny corners that I wish I could 
I wish I could say everything about. But what is so fascinating about it is I still have women who will come to me with like exact same scenarios or situations and they'll be like, I just feel like I'm supposed to talk to you about this. And I'm like, we are so connected and people read through certain lines and we figure out each other. We know how to support each other. But divorce was the best thing that ever happened to me because it put me back in my own hands in and, and in my parents' hands for a little while, but put me into a situation of, I had no money, I had no credit, I had nothing, and I I had to humble myself into the experience of being assisted by others, being supported by others, not having the title of Mrs. anymore, um, getting my first like jobs, careers, like, but also as my therapist said, asking myself, like, what do you want? Like, what is your opinion on this? And well, that, I, had, I have a question about that too. Is, that. is like, yeah. what, did you want? Did you just like love babies? Like, were you like, yes, I want to have so many babies? Because like me in my 20s, I'm I'm 35 now and I mm-hmm. want children one day, mm-hmm. but I'm having the pressure of like, oh my God, I'm like waiting too long or whatever. In my 20s, I did not want babies and you had three of them. So were you yeah. wanting them or was it just like a pressure thing that was happening or like, what do you feel? Oh, you know, if I'm actually going to be honest about this, um, I grew up a plus size girl and so it was very hard for me to have things that felt special or felt interesting and so getting married at 19 kind of like gave me the storyline and I was like he was an athlete and I was a plus size girl like that wasn't really a story that we saw and got to hear about so I was very much like I just felt very indebted to the relationship I guess you could say and then the idea of having kids even though our first was technically a surprise there was like this oh we're playing house and this is an exciting thing about me my personality became my children it became how I shared them if you actually go back into old social media like old social media that's still there, but Facebook, like there are rarely (laughs) photos of me. It's just seas of photos of my children. I didn't even, I didn't even exist in a lot of this stuff. I'm always hidden behind them. And, but they were, they were my identity. They were who, they were my why. They were my career at the time. Um, And so it wasn't really until, to be honest, like going down the, the darkness of, intentional weight loss that forced me into being like this somewhat selfish person, which this is why it's so complicated to talk about weight loss because I'm like, I still, there's parts of it that were really good for me because it forced me to like give myself time. It forced me to think more intentionally about my needs. It got me being a little bit selfish. It went way too far and I have a lifetime of recovery because of it. But there were parts of it that it wasn't the weight loss itself. It's like that I took pictures of myself again. It was like that I was mm-hmm. showing up for myself, that I was like, cre- I was finding ways to move every day. I was like doing stuff with my kids again because I thought that that was like, I was finally worthy of that shit. Yeah. Like it was so, but it was for it's the so wrong complicated reasons. that way. Yeah. We have yeah, we but- have a similar story in the sense of like our insecurity um, uh, and, and our and our weight loss journey. Like there was one point, and I even think that I want to talk about this too. Like this mm-hmm. might have happened to you, but I was like uh, in a weight loss commercial, and for a year I had oh, to I was like on a weight loss magazine. Yeah. This is what I'm saying. So, and I, and and you just said something that like triggered me too. It's like, I'm still recovering from it. And it was like, t- mm-hmm. and it was over 10 years ago. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I, and um, there were good things that came from it. I remember I learned so much about food because they gave me this like yeah. personal, like health assistant or whatever. And I learned so much about food and everything, but I was unhealthy like the skinniest Mm -hmm. skinniest skinniest Mm -hmm. ever and I'm like the heaviest I've ever been now and I still think back to to over 10 years ago and am traumatized from it but but you also at the time like the the craziest thing about that whole situation is at the time when you were your skinniest that you've ever been and you were so skinny you were the most insecure you've ever been in your entire life and They still said you weren't skinny enough. They said that, that to me. So, so they ended up firing me from the commercial because they were like, "You didn't lose enough weight," and it was like, and I, like you didn't I, have a space between." I your legs couldn't or even. There was nothing more that could have come off of me. And then there were, yeah, like whatever. So it was like it was, yeah. And I was the most insecure I've ever been. Most I, insecure, same because all of a sudden yeah. your entire validation and the system in which you seek approval is based on your body. So then I, I, I was editing things, and then I couldn't felt like I couldn't leave the house. It was obsessive. Yeah, like with the second. I, so I've actually left up all my old weight loss posts because I think it's so fascinating to look back and like see the arc of a person and see somebody go through like 
essentially like we live in a society that does reward people who are thinner. Like you tap into this society and you're like, holy shit, this is a different world over here. They're opening doors for me. Guys pay attention to me. It's addictive. I had followers coming. People just wanted to talk to me all the time. Like this never happened to me in my whole life. I was so used to kind of being in the, I was relying on my personality. You can't be a big girl in high school and not be funny. So I knew that I had to have a good personality and I rode that. I, I had friends. I had a good life in that regard. But I was never somebody that anybody would ever be like jealous of. And so entering into that side of society was like such a treat and a delight until it all also made you realize that it was you have always been the same person and that this is actually way worse for you and that you're actually very unhealthy and what you're doing is very damaging. But everyone loves you for it and they treat you better for it. Yeah. I became incredibly resentful towards the way that people treated me when I was bigger. And that's something that even though I'm I'm a size 12, so I'm like riding that line, I'm not I'm not a plus size, but I can kind of wear plus size clothing. I can kind of wear straight size clothing. I can kind of do both. That carries a lot of privilege. But this is why I feel so much um, importance in being an ally to people who are still not being fully accepted in society because of their size. Because I know fully from my experience, maybe I wasn't the healthiest at my highest, but I was way less healthy at my smallest. When I was at my smallest, I had like actual neurologist appointments, like truly like my body I lost, I lost feeling in my legs. I have a thyroid Gosh. condition like forever now. I have to deal with like the mental um, part of like interacting with food again where like before I just enjoyed food. Like that's a, yeah. it's a really sad thing to have to recover from, right? Yeah. But that's my story and that's why I think I, I share it. But I also like I'm honest about the fact that like it's not like some picture perfect idea of like, oh, now you just love yourself and you never look in the mirror and feel like crap or like you want to lose weight. No, I still feel that every single day. It's intentional It's intentional choices to keep showing up in my body that I have now, making intentional choices to nourish it and to love it and to move it for reasons beyond weight loss. And the second I feel like I'm tapping too far into eating for a different purpose or like exercising because I care about like the calories and stuff, I stop. Like I have yeah. to, st- I have to take a pause and be like, you need to reassess until you're ready to go back in. That's yeah. what I always like tell people to be like, oh my gosh, you're so positive and like, you're so confident and like, blah, 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 blah. and I'm like, no, I'm absolutely not. Like we're it's a choice. so insecure it's a every day. People lie to us to say that yes. we would feel confident by being smaller. You feel confident when you make a decision to be confident. Exactly. Mm-hmm. That's some, just it. There's something you said that I actually was like thinking of. So you know how you were saying like when you were like thinner, you got more attention and like people would open doors for you or whatever. Another thing when you think about it too, is that I... Be- like not saying that that that's not true but I believed that as well at the time I'm like whoa I'm getting whatever but I think I was getting attention from the wrong people so yeah so I think if I maybe would have found confidence at the the we'll say like the not super small size that I was that like for example now I get so much attention for my body size that's within so my field from oh, the right from the right from, people from the right people yeah. so at, i remember yeah. at the time i was i i was getting attention and and i feel like you'll know what i mean i was getting attention from those like douchebaggy kind of dudes and i felt awesome because I was like that's the kind of guy that only likes skinny girls so that must mean mm-hmm. i'm skinny now and i remember mm-hmm. i dated this like idiot when I was like the smallest I ever was and he was an awful person but I remember I knew he was an awful person and I kind of was like oh that's like meaning like I'm one no, of no, those no. girls now. I 100% went on like a pseudo date with somebody who's a was a bit of like a womanizer type of thing so I felt like oh my god he actually wants to hang out with me like oh my yeah. god and this is what he said to me during that evening and that's when I knew that this was like bad news but he said you are a unicorn because you have the personality of a fat girl but the body of a skinny one and that I was is. like, so you are incredible. Like, so you li- you like me for my personality, but only because I fit the mold of like what is okay to like be dating. This is why it's so fucked up and yeah. so important. But you're right. Like when I met my husband, I was actually at my thinnest and it's so fascinating. And I've talked a lot about like gaining weight through a relationship. And the one thing that has been so constant and so true is he has never to this day, as much as I tried to bait him for it, has never made a comment on my body. The only time he made a comment on my body was one time I was standing in front of the mirror when I was reflecting after giving birth. And I realized that I had this apron belly that I've never had before. 
And I looked at it and I was looking in the mirror and I'm like, I can't believe I have this. Like, this is a lot of excess skin, like just hanging on my body. And he was like, well, yeah, there was an entire human inside of there. What did you expect? And I was just like, oh, like he's very science-based, but Mm -hmm. he will never, he is never in the, I don't know how many pounds, 50, 60 pounds of swinging in weight since I met him. Because a lot of people would argue me that he only dated me because I was thin. And the reality, he's never treated me different. He's never talked to me different. He's never been less and more, he actually loves when I have a bit of a bitter butt. So um, (laughs) that's just a little side note. Like he he actually genuinely, like if I did push him for it, he'd be like, yeah, I actually love it. And we talked to like a sex therapist at one point and because I was like feeling really insecure about like getting on top. And he was like, I just think it's wild that you think I don't know what you look like. And I don't still want to like do that with you. Yeah. Like, yeah, I know what you look like and I want you on top. Like I, and, that's what I would we like. we always think, and this is what I have to keep telling myself. We always think that that looks bad because that's what's been, that's what's been told to us, right? That's what's been told. And I, and I, and I, Okay, sorry. Everyone on our podcast has always heard this, but I have, have already heard this. But the saying that has traumatized me forever is it's on the inside that counts because then it made me believe for the longest time that my inside was awesome and my personality was awesome. But does that mean the outside doesn't look good? You know what I mean? It's on the yes. inside that counts. And I hated when people said that mm. to me. And mm-hmm. then what I realized is wait, like, wait, I- I'm this size, this size, this size, this size, and all of them can look good. Like it can be attractive to have fat on your body. Like, you know what I mean? Yes. And this is such an important like shift that I had as well, because when I was first going through like body acceptance and talking about it, it still came across very apologetic. Like I am still worthy, even though I am this because of that. And then all of a sudden it was like, actually I'm a fucking babe and like this is very fucking normal and I want to show like I had one person she was like you're kind of like sexy about the way you show a mother's body I was like yeah you know how I got pregnant like I I banged a guy like I I did that and I I did it with this body and I think that when we realize that we are like attractiveness is so multifaceted and it is very like uh, I don't know I have this one friend and he is a bit of a promiscuous person and everybody he dates is like entirely different in body types and everything. And he's like, it's just all like, it's all good. Like it's all good. And I think sometimes we need to know that because of shows as much as we love them, The Bachelor and The Bachelorette, they they have this one mold. And then we grow up and the boys who grew up watching shows like that are like, oh, that's what's attractive. That's what I need to be with. And that's why they're like secretly dating the girl that they're actually attracted to. And that's why there's people like Alicia and Scott McCarville who are like constantly attacked on Online because yeah. it doesn't make sense to society that there's attraction there. But the reality is like w- attraction is like so multifaceted. Yeah. It actually is like my husband finds it incredibly hot when I get on top. It has nothing to do. It is not being ruined at all by me having an overhanging belly that carried yeah. his fucking child, first of all. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, but before that, like children that I had a lot of guilt around the fact. And I think that's why I was so apologetic about it because it was like not his kids not the body that was formed for his children it was mm. like what I came into oh, the relationship that's interesting. with yeah so I felt like I was bringing damaged goods into the relationship and he never made me feel that so if any partners are listening just never fucking and I've watched my husband go up and down in weight and like nobody talks about that too men go through weight fluctuations too we just don't we just don't like think of them that way like a, guys can get away with like an amazing personality to just like hot like Simon Cowell hot personality like you just be hot it doesn't have to be like this shape and for women we kind of uh, stacked ourselves against like no we have to be this or that or we have to overcompensate because we're not that and then we feel like and I think this is a big problem if I'm looking at the history of like toxic relationships is because I didn't value myself enough Mm -hmm. that I always felt like I was just should be grateful to be in a relationship because I was the fat girl growing up. Nobody, like I was teased by boys, but they would like make out with me behind the school, but never date me, right? Like I got very used to like, just be grateful that somebody wants to date you, that somebody wants to Mm, marry you, that somebody wants to have kids with you. Just be grateful. Don't push back. And that attitude, like when we talk about body image, People make it all about like, yes, of course, we want to show up in our lives. We want to go to the beach. We want to have fun with our friends. We want to be able to do all this stuff. 
Also, you want to be able to fight for your worth in a boardroom. You want to be able to show up and get on a stage and be fully present with who you are. Mm -hmm. You want to know your worth at every moment, even when that worth doesn't make sense to the world because you fucking know it. Like it is, it's, it's I so love that you're like, she's like, she's me. living it right now. And like, I love it. Oh. I want to be like, yes, like in the background, <laughs> sing it to me. Like, yeah. <laughs> But this, the whole, the whole thing that I keep coming back to over and over again is like, when we talk about self-love, everyone relates it to have feeling. They just want to like look in the mirror and feel love. And the reality is when we look at any other relationship in our life, when we talk about love, it's like tangible actions. It's like how we date them, how we're like showing up for them, how we share our like responsibilities in the home and how that like expresses love with each other. And then for ourselves, we're like, well, I don't like what they look like. I don't like what it looks like. Like, no, show up for yourself. Like, what do you want? Like, what do you? Yeah. What do you need right now? What feels good for you? And getting to that part of like self-love, not being about a feeling, but being about an action. And the action has to involve showing up in your own life for yourself. And that also has to involve the decision to be confident. I don't know about you, but like anytime I get on a stage, like I actually did this one keynote and I got up there and I was like, everybody look at my knees. My knees were like literally shaking. I couldn't control it. They were just shaking. And I was like, this is confidence because my knees are shaking and I am standing here talking to you. I am on this stage yeah. and we're doing this thing, but my knees are shaking. We have to stop thinking that our knees have to stop shaking before we go and do the things. Like confidence is doing it while your yeah. knees are shaking. The thing so- that always bugs me about when I'm on stage is that when I'm on stage, I feel like I am at home. Like I'm having the greatest time ever and I love it and I'm going for it. And my my knees aren't shaking on stage because I'm so yeah. confident. Then what I I do is I watch the video after and I look at the pictures after and I pick myself apart and oh. I go I hate how I looked I hate my outfit I look fat I yeah. hate this oh my god look at this angle like whatever whatever and it's like yeah. I have to remind myself how I felt in that moment mm. and mm. nobody else is looking at me going she looks bad no, you know we talk my boyfriend and I talk about this all the time is like people only care about themselves they have their own world yeah, it's so and it's true. like nobody is looking at you the way nobody's that you caring think about your belly button right now nobody cares Nobody cares. No, it's no, no, no. You're you're actually right. I made a video about that like last week where I was like, I lived for so long through the lens of what everybody else was seeing and not my lens. Like yeah. what it what do, are my memories like I have this as I have catastrophic thinking. I also have thinking about like it all the way down to if I'm 80 and I have collective memories, what are they going to be? Because so many of them at this point are like what I thought everybody else was thinking yeah. and what they were seeing and not actually what was my viewpoint. Fuck the people watching. Yeah. Like this is, I saw this girl doing a hair tutorial once and I don't know why this stuck with me, but it's my favorite. <laughs> she was doing her hair and she's like, I'm not going to do the back because I can't see that. And I was like, God damn, that's so good. Like she was like, <laughs> fuck the back of your Who head. Cares? I yeah. don't see that. I only see this part. So this is for, she's just like, I only style my hair for me. I don't really care about the back. Yeah. And that was like such a perspective change for me. Cause I was like, yeah, why am I so hyper-focused on what everybody else is witnessing about my body? Yeah. What the cellulite looks like, what my belly looks like during sex, all of these different things. Why is that my focal when like my lens and my experience through this world is like what I'm actually going to carry with me yeah. through the rest of time. Everything else is a variable. Everything, your body is a variable. Your relationships are a variable. Like life is a variable, but you are not. Like you are the only thing that you can like bet on for the rest of your life. And I always, it's funny because like people have asked me before too, like, oh, well, if you're, <laughs> one of my comments that I got under my uh, Canada's Got Talent thing, because on that show I talked about like confidence and yeah, I thought this was, I think my favorite comment ever because it was so funny to me but it was like she talks about being real and being herself and she has a weave on and eyelashes on (laughs) and whatever and I'm like that's so funny but I do that for me. I love putting my hair extensions on. Yes, I'm not thank doing you. it to be attracted to. I'm not doing it so the no, bo- no, no. The boys will be attracted to me. I'm putting my eyelashes on mostly for like the gay boys who won't be attracted to me. Like you know what I yeah, mean? Like exactly. I'm exactly. I'm, I'm, no, no, no. I'm putting my makeup on because I think it's so fun to do. And I put this. Like, I went through a thing of that though, where like I stopped wearing makeup because 
I felt guilty because people were like, you don't love yourself if you're um, like wearing makeup and putting. And then I felt like such a weird complex about it. And then I came back to, I was like, no, this is actually what I like. If I'm going to be, if I'm going to go back to the self-love that is my version of it, which is only, it's only registered by me and chosen by me. That includes hair extensions sometimes. It's just fun. For a season of life, life, it was like Botox and lip injections. Like regardless of where that falls on beauty standards, like those were choices I made for myself. Like fuck it. Yeah. Um, and then also like it is in I have actively chosen to not get a tummy tuck because that's something that I just genuinely wanted to like work towards accepting. I also am like so down for somebody who gets one. Like I don't care. Like yeah. make the decisions for yourself. Yeah. But it's so let me like just like ponder this because I think this is a whole other podcast conversation, <laughs> but we're gonna say it anyways. Nail polish is a beauty standard, hair color is a beauty standard. Kim Kardashian is one that we will hate on. Dolly Parton can get away with it all. Because even though they're both doing essentially the same thing. Yeah. They're both doing it. We have like, the lines are so blurred and people will dictate at you like what's okay and what's not. And I find what's extra hard and what I've realized a lot for those who are like plus size creators as well is they're held to the standard more than that, that because they're plus size and they're supposed to be advocating for confidence, which is already fucked up as it is, that they have to like be a face of something. Like I have a friend who's a plus size creator and people always call her a body positive creator. She's like, I'm just fat like why is everyone calling I'm just fat like I'm just living my life like yeah she's not trying to but be like, positive about it. She's then you also herself. like have to be th- so then you have to be an activist for like every single beauty standard that exists like there's so many more than people actually want to talk about like yeah. it is it is just wild wait like, I want to analyze brows, like that's a whole thing too the Dolly like, Parton that's a beauty standard. the yeah. Dolly Parton versus Kim Kardashian thing okay here's my analyzation here, okay. here, here here's maybe why people accept Dolly and not Kim Dolly Parton says, I have fake boobs and I'm fully yeah. just like the most yeah. fake person ever. Like she will be like, my boobs are fake. And like she literally would just, but I think Kim tries to pretend that it's not. And does she? I don't know. I shouldn't be talking it? about Kim. I shouldn't be talking about Kim. Kayla gets mad when I talk about Kim because I don't know a lot about you Kim. Don't know. And she loves Kim Kardashian. No, and no, I, I don't love, it's not like I'm, I don't love Kim Kardashian because I, there is a lot of things that I don't agree with, but I just, you're like, I'm she, fascinated by Kim. I'll say that. I find she them very to, fascinating. Did she try I, to I, me too. Mask, fascinated. Did she try word. to mask the fact that everything? No, fake I think on it's. Her? I think she's she's clear with the the work that she gets done, but there's certain things that you're like, there's no way she hasn't been done, but she she says she hasn't, like her butt. Yeah, like Dolly. <laughs> I think also it comes down to her Dolly real? isn't selling a body. Like yes, she, true. it's yes. part of her personality. Yeah. But for Kim, like she's she's selling an image and her right. image is so but then it, Dolly's is too. Like I don't I don't but know. Maybe because Dolly has like I don't really music know. Like, or does, something. That's why it's like Yeah, like where is Kim without her body? Like yeah. but then again, like why are we objectifying Kim? It goes the, the yeah. onion just keeps unraveling yeah. over and over. But these are these are why I feel like it's so important that like like, it's okay to make decisions for yourself. And then it's also okay to regret them. It's also okay to change your mind. It's also okay to, like, stop wearing makeup. It's okay to, like, wear it all. It's yeah. okay to have hair extensions. It's okay to not. It's okay to, like, have hair dye. It's okay to not. It's like, like it's it, all, all of okay. it's okay. It's so funny how we're like, my body, my choice, but I don't agree with you doing Botox or I don't agree with you doing <laughs> it's this. It's so true. I, I don't agree. Like, I, we, we want to police based on the decisions that we would make in love for ourselves yeah. or because we want somebody on the pedestal of what we believe is the most perfect form of like activism or you know beauty standards which honestly puts on an unrealistic expectation for those who already are struggling like I struggle yeah I will openly say that I've struggled with my body a lot but I also am very understanding that the my whole life I've been told I have a really pretty face so of course I like have this people will also look at me and be like you're only have anything because you have a pretty face. You're only accepted for your body because of this. And I'm like, I'm just trying to work on me. I'm just trying to show up in my life. I'm trying to do this stuff. I'm trying to have conversations. And I also want people to like, not just make pretty one thing, like not just make it such a one category, but also let me fucking have eyelashes strips on if I want to. Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> let me let me be my pretty self if I want to be pretty. Like, I just, it's so, I, I heard this saying once that you'll never agree with how people um, choose to spend their time or their money. And it couldn't be more true. The more, the older I get, and you know, they say like, you should 
act your age. And I will act the age of somebody who stops giving a shit about what everybody's thinking. But also I'm a people pleaser, so I do care. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? It's like, it's, t- it's so tiring. Can you imagine all the it minutes is. you could get back, uh, like not caring or or if you weren't insecure? Like all my minutes I added up about being insecure or caring about what other people think or like for sure, like double the life that I have. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, Oprah, Oprah once said, I was listening to her on a podcast and she was saying that like asking yourself your opinion is like one of the more important things. I'm sort of butchering what she said. But she was like, you don't even buy a pair of shoes. Well, you, this is funny because it's kind of your podcast. Um, it, but you wouldn't buy a pair of shoes without like calling a friend, calling your sister. Calling your sister. <laughs> you, wouldn't, you wouldn't do something without that. But like, she's like, but you don't even ask yourself first. Like a lot of times we don't even take a pause to like ask what we think uh, for ourselves first. Yeah. We're so into what what does everyone think for me? And I think that that's like a, just an important, interesting part of aging is like you start to ask yourself a little bit more because you've gone down the path or you've tried a bunch of different times of what it's like to ask everybody else what they like and then not really land on what you like or what your even opinion is, right? So that's been a big part for me is like understanding that a lot of the things I do, like coloring my hair or wearing makeup are beauty standards. And then also understanding that like, I'm fighting one battle for my body. I don't have to fight every single battle all the time. And like, it's okay to like, just figure that out by making choices for myself. Maybe when I'm, maybe in 10 years, I'm like, you know what? I want to go fully natural everything. And that will be my decision then. But I, the worst thing you can do for somebody who's like making decisions for themselves is to shame them for it. Shame is the worst thing that you can do for anybody. The best thing you can do for anybody is just show up and support them. Like Mm -hmm. genuinely, that's all anybody needs, whether they're dieting and weight, like going down a weight loss path. Like a lot of people during that season, we're very critical or very praising of me, but not a lot of like actual true support, right? Like, how are you doing? How are you feeling? How's your nutrition? Like not a lot of like genuine support, just a lot of like egging it on. Right. And the same as like we talked about earlier, but like postpartum, not being asked of like how you're doing, like, where's the real support? It's all about like, what's your baby look like? And Mm -hmm. how's your vagina? But like, how are you? How are you? Right. Like there is, that's a, it's a very, um, And it's hard when you're sitting there in your own thoughts and you recognize that like where your gaps are and you just need to figure out what you need in those moments. And I think that uh, what I'm realizing as I get older is like self-love is so much less about liking what you look like and more about asking yourself the question of what you need. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Going back to something that you were saying about like uh it's okay to like sometimes not wear makeup and makeup whatever. I okay, you know how Alicia Keys is like uh for a while she was like I'm not going to wear any makeup at all and she any was like makeup, a judge yeah. on the voice and like whatever. I I have to confess something that I'm guilty of. Every time now I see her on a performance I'm like really looking like so detailed on her face. I'm like, I see mascara. I see mascara on her face. She's wearing makeup. She's wearing makeup. (laughs) Alicia Keys is wearing makeup. She's going back on what she said. And like, I'm even judgy of the fact that she said she's not going to wear makeup. I don't care if she wears makeup. I'm just obsessed with the fact that she said she's not. And I'm (laughs) like, I think she has concealer on. I think she has concealer on. Like, I'm like, I'm I'm obsessed with it. No, but I, I'm judging. Also, she probably, but she probably, like, again, that's where like the shame factor comes in. She probably doesn't know how to like, say, okay, I had to hit the reset button on like how I identified with makeup and now I'm in a healthier place with it. Cause I was that way before I used to not even like, I couldn't even leave the house if I didn't have like a full face on. And now I'm like pretty indifferent to it. I just, I notice I'm more productive when I get up and actually put a face on. Like my personality is like slightly more in tune to working (laughs) and slightly more in tune to like doing shit. Yeah, 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 me too. And if I don't, then I'm just like, I feel like it's pajama day. Yeah, 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 Pajama day at school. And you're like, I really don't even have to do work. Yeah, I know. Totally, yeah, no makeup face is totally pajama day. I have realized like I'm I'm the same way. Like if I have, if I genuinely have a pajama day at home, I am way less productive. If I like slap on a pair of jeans, like business, happen business that's a I'm gonna try that because I'm not gonna lie I have my pajama bottoms on right now and I'm just like love that I like you have the full glam yeah full glam on the top party on the top (laughs) party on the bottom too I guess yeah Okay, Caleb, why don't you ask our questions that we want to ask we just have a fun like these are like random questions that are not not important but interesting to know so we do like to know these things just from people we'll call it like fast 10 fast 10 fast 10 okay uh, this is, that was such like a terrible transition though. Like going so from like, like this like, to now, tell me who your favorite celebrity is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I freaking okay. love this. No, you love it. It's Pick fun. a celebrity that you would love to just like have an evening with. Go to dinner, like hang out with for the night. You're a podcast listener and this is a podcast ad. Reach great listeners like yourself with podcast advertising from Lips and Ads. 
Choose from hundreds of top podcasts offering host endorsements or run a reproduced ad like this one across thousands of shows to reach your target audience with lips and ads. Go to lipsandads.com now. That's L-I-B-S-Y-N-Ads.com. You're a podcast listener, and this is a podcast ad. Reach great listeners like yourself with podcast advertising from Lips and Ads. Choose from hundreds of top podcasts offering host endorsements or run a reproduced ad like this one across thousands of shows to reach your target audience with Lips and Ads. Go to lipsandads.com now. That's L-I-B-S-Y-N-Ads.com. Oh, this is hard. You know what? I'm going to choose Dolly Parton. I want to say Britney Spears, but she I want to say Dolly Parton. Oh, oh see, but wait, Britney would be so fascinating. You could ask so many questions. She's no, I just want to. I just want to spend time with her. Like I feel like she does not get an escape from anything that I would love. If I was having an evening with Britney, I would just want to be like almost a witness to her yeah, and just like yeah. not ask anything of her. But Dolly, I would be like, can we just like shake tits? Like, what are we doing? Like, I would feel like she I would be like the I'd most entertaining time. Yes. And I feel like my time is running out on Dolly. And I saw her in concert once and I realized like we might never like see her in concert again. Like I, we have to acknowledge like she's getting older. So my answer yeah. is Dolly. Yeah, Dolly that's Parton. a great answer. Great answer. Okay. Um, <laughs> what is your favorite animal? I want to know. My favorite animal Oh, I do love sharks. Okay, that's fine. That's fine. She feels I think so guilty. sharks are because yeah. On the on the last podcast, on her podcast, I said she has a shark head behind her uh, in her room. Yeah. Whatever you're about to say, I don't shark. believe you. Kale's like, I think sharks are sharks are a beautiful. No, they're freaking horrifying. You I want them all gone. The movie. I, I've always loved sharks. I've been fascinated by them. But the movie Shark Water shifted me into understanding that without sharks, we're all dead. And I think yeah. that when we re- recognize their power and their how misunderstood they are, then you kind of like come into this like commanding protectiveness of them. Because I um I work with a brand called Biosance and they do like skincare and they save over two million sharks a year by just like deriving a one ingredient not from sharks. And I yeah. shark water really opened my eyes to the fact that like because we villainize them, they just get like mass murdered. And so I just I, and it's funny because like people will watch the cove. And and they'll be like, oh, dolphins, but dolphins are so cute. And like, that's so sad. But with sharks, like it's a it's a much harder battle. So there's part of they're me not that's as just, cute like, as so... dolphins. People are judging them for the way they look. <laughs> also, yeah. also, I'm going to I'm going to say something very controversial here. But there is a lot of conversations out there about dolphins um, raping people. I don't know if it's real or not. <laughs> I don't know if it's real, no, it's but real. it's a possibility. It's dolphins real. rape dolphins people? people. Dolphins rape people. It's real. And so they Lies. always get documented as drownings because tourism cannot handle that dolphins gang rape people. No, gang- I, this is speculation. It's all alleged. No, I heard Stop it. Dolphins don't get your lawyers. No, now, I heard it not only I have a fear of sharks, I have to have a fear of being raped by a dolphin. <laughs> gang oh rape, by the God. way. More I'm than so one. sorry. We have to add a content warning to this podcast now because I brought up oh, dolphin yeah, gang I rape. I can't like, wait to it's research like trigger- Trigger warning. Google about it. Trigger warning. No. Dolphins. <laughs> <laughs> I love how you're like, we have 10 quick questions. And I'm like, hold on. Yeah, you need to talk about the history yeah. of the sharks yeah. and the dolphin gang rape. Yeah. And I, I, mean, thought, I thought like it was going to be like, said, what's your favorite animal? A monkey. Next. Yeah. Like, <laughs> no, I hate no. monkeys. I hate, I hate monkeys are dead to me. Chimpanzees are my favorite. They creep me out. They creep me out. You both They're are fine. the opposite. I don't want to talk to them. I don't want to look at videos of them. My husband always likes to show me videos of monkeys and I was like, do not. Okay, I understand like the little out. monkeys, like maybe they can be scary and like whatever, but what out. about chimpanzees? She hates them, Gila. No, chimpanzees are not monkeys though. Yeah, they are. Aren't they apes? Aren't monkeys and apes the same thing? <laughs> I don't even know. No, no, no. They're very different. Okay, well then oh, I like I like apes. I I'm like pretty sure chimps we're, I'm right here. But I, I actually <laughs> don't know. And I like want to be so confident and be like. I'm going to call a friend. Okay, so yeah. now I have to search, do dolphins rape people and, and our monkeys, monkeys apes? apes. <laughs> <laughs> Two facts. You heard it here first from Sarah. Like a chimpanzee, um, is a chimpanzee not a monkey? Okay, I think it, it is. Okay, okay, I don't know. Okay. Okay. Um, okay oh. Do you have. Okay. So we always give like examples, but like a secret talent that not a lot of people know. So like, for example, um, Stacy's secret talent is like. She can literally sew anything you give her. Like you just give it to her. She can like sew. I pants. can like fix your pants. I can make a shirt. Like that. Kind Mine of thing. is like watercolor painting. I'm the worst artist. I cannot draw to save my life. But like I just decided to do a watercolor painting, and I'm like, like tried really to sell, great. tried to sell my painting one time. <laughs> it di- it didn't work, but I was like, so but she's good. really good. And we were all shocked. So what? So do you have a secret hidden talent that not everybody knows about? 
I don't really have secrets, but I don't think a lot of people know, and you're not allowed to ask me to do it. I'm a trained <laughs> singer. I am like eight years piano. I can't do piano anymore. She but said I we're not like allowed to ask singer, her. And I trained for many years. What? But it turns out I have singing stage fright. So I get a voice shake when I sing, but not in the environments that I'm like comfortable in. So I can speak on a stage, hey, wait. but I cannot sing on a stage Could, where it like Now it that is you're not saying this, I have heard you a few times sing the Lemmy. I'll sing Disney music. You yeah. sing the Lemmy yeah. and I can yeah. tell that you have a good voice. So question, yeah. would you ever be comfortable in like a recording studio setting where you could like record a song and like probably. re-record it like do that yeah, probably can you yeah, imagine yeah, probably would be comfortable with that or like I used to do um actually my music teacher my vocal teacher asked me to do backup for her so I used to do backup and I and I did like that so it's like Kayla. because then I was just harmony and I yeah. loved harmony <gasps> and it's like <gasps> there's like a magical Sarah? little like you when your voice hits and you hit the harmony and there's like a guttural yeah. like a whole body just gets Sarah. into this Whoa. I love Can it. you imagine if you release a song, your a song, your fans would go nuts. What kind of music do you like? I'm gonna write you a song. What kind of music do you like? Um, what kind of like song I, would you like? Wait, this is my my question. Like I always Disney ask. music. Okay. I like, like good. I like um like Moana. That soundtrack if you, is fucking fire. If you I were to wit, if you if you could pick a Mandy song, Moore's good. Yeah, like if you could pick a song that you wish was yours, like mine. I wish my song was Bang Bang. I wish I released the song Bang Bang. Like Bang Bang into the room. I know you. Jesse J. Bang yeah. yeah. Yeah, but Jesse J. Okay, oh my gosh. Okay, okay. We let's write Sarah write a song. Disney song. We're gonna write her a song. Okay, next. <laughs> Don't worry, I'm already I already have it going on. Okay, um, what is your biggest pet peeve? Oh, I don't know that I uh, you do have I to even have one. have one? Uh I must have one, but I don't know that I know what it is. Oh, I know what it is. I don't like when people watch my Instagram stories with sound on around me because I don't like the sound of my own voice. <laughs> I get so mad about it. When my kids do it, they like always watch my Instagram stories and they do it right in front of me. I'm like, please turn that down. Like I can't. I never listen to stories with sound. I never, never watch stories with sound. So I don't watch my own with sound. So it really bothers me because for whatever reason, and this is like, unfortunately for me, probably part of my self-love journey, um, I don't like, I don't like how I sound. You have a great (laughs) voice. I know. You have a I really, like, really good voice. I just like, like it. I don't like it. In, in, in the way I talk to Lemmy, like I go into like a different pitch. It's so annoying. It's so fun. <laughs> One time I found this hate blog about me and they're like, I hate how she talks to her fucking baby. I'm like, you know what? Shit, me too. <laughs> me too. Like I fucking get I you. Like so we're, we're sisters here. We get it. No, you have to have a baby voice and a dog voice. Yeah, yeah. Like just for oh, babies I'm, and dogs, but yeah, not ridiculous. to like partners. No, I, I can't stand baby yeah. partners. Okay. okay. What is your go-to karaoke song? If you had to pick a song. I would never... And it would be a Disney <laughs> song. I want there to be a never. Disney. I want there to be a Disney um, karaoke like, night, karaoke bar. So it'd be like a Moana, maybe would, like, and then it would be um, the the when she's like the I am Moana song, like that one. Oh the yeah, one yeah, yeah. Up to that, that's my favorite. Yeah, um, not oh, the first I love half. Moana. Like, you have to go to minute dot oh four, and that's the part of the song <laughs> you love that it, it so begins. Much. We minute just cut the grandma and just go to Moana. Minute dot oh four, perfect. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. okay, last one. What is your biggest fear? Um, fascinatingly, not my children going, like, not my children dying, but my children going missing. Like, oh. a missing <gasps> child. Because oh the unresolved of that. Yes. Yeah, the unresolved. Like, it's I, that worse just than, haunts oh my me. God, it, yes. haunts, it haunts me to not know. Yeah. yeah that's horrifying. haunting. Sorry, that was a really sad. No, um, but it's wow. so true. It's it's so true it's because one. it's like, yeah, it's worse. Oh, gosh. Yeah. Who knew that like we'd have to put like 18 trigger warnings on our <laughs> podcast because of you? Um, okay. Um, our last thing that we love to do with guests is ask them to tell a confession. And we we know you okay. are an open book and you just like you talk about everything. So can you it does not have to be current. Just tell us like a confession from your life. Tell the I have to call my sister fans, aka siblings, as we call okay. them. What do you got? For the us? Vinos years ago might remember this one, but it's probably my best confession. And that's like years ago. I was um, when I was re-entering um, the single scene after going through a divorce. I was highly concerned with how tight my vagina was, so I <laughs> bought those Kegel balls because I read Fifty Shades of Grey, and that was just what you did. So I bought these Kegel balls. 
put them in, first of all, they got fucking lost. And I had to like Google like how to birth them. I had to birth them back out because they just swam up in there. <gasps> Good news is there's no exit to your vagina except for like out. Like yeah. you can't get up into your uterus. Like there, it is not. It's just yeah. a cavity. There's so a like top. it was fine. It just birthed out. So I had to birth them out. I washed them and I just threw them into my side drawer never to be seen again. And so then my son came home from school one day and he was like, mom, I have to tell you something. And I was like, what? And he was like, I lost your marble in a battle today. Oh and I was my like, god. No, no, I don't, no, have, no, I don't no. have any marbles. It's fine. I'm don't even worry about it. He's like, "No. I took one from your side drawer and I was in a battle." So there is a child Oh out no. There oh no. That, oh, that has a Kegel, Kegel ball. ball <laughs> that thinks it's a metal marble cuz those are like the hottest ticket. Oh my That's- god. He's like, this marble is so cool. Like, I want to win this Thank marble. Thank God he's, like, the funniest and, like, most open human ever so that he was like, yeah, tell that story. It's funny. Um, oh, so you yeah. had to say this isn't a marble. That is my vagina No, ball? wait. You told the kid? Or you're saying your son? No, no I've, his, like, son. now he's older. I've had to, like, ask him if I'm allowed to he's tell your that son. story. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. He doesn't give a fuck. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, How old is this yeah, son now? He, it just he's the, 12. The story is he he was 12 when he did it. No, no, no. He was definitely little. But he. what's funny about him is like I think Caitlin asked me this thing like am I really open with my kids I'm like no my son asked me the most invasive questions about my whole life like, all the time. <laughs> yeah. like, when we announced like we were having a baby he's like what day did you guys have sex like <laughs> like they're just like they are open I love that though. so it's yeah, a yeah, very yeah. different yeah 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 so yeah that's my confession that um, is that's a story sh- to the city shocking. of wealth and yeah. all the parents <laughs> we have a missing Kegel bottle if you can <laughs> just <laughs> report back to I have to call my sister we'll, we'll get it back to you so anyway oh my god that is hilarious thank you so much for being on our podcast today you are amazing um you are someone too that i have followed on social media and i'm like what's she really like and now i'm like you are better than i even you did that's awesome no seriously you're like you're awesome you're so funny you're so real i love it and you can um hear our episode on sarah's aka the birds papayas podcast as well yeah um so you can go listen to a whole other conversation conversation on there yeah on the papaya podcast yeah i'm sure like everyone already knows you but you can plug all just your in stuff case, now yeah. just in case People just like, in case who's this nicole girl yeah <laughs> who's nicole, who's nicole? Oh my God. where can they find um, you sarah aka the birds papaya i am on if you go to instagram i'm at the birds papaya and you know what that'll just search that you can find that on tiktok you can find it on um, it's the dot birds dot papaya because somebody fucking stole my handle on TikTok. Um, so yeah, <laughs> you can find it's it pretty me. much if you go yeah, you. for a thousand dollars. Give take me a thousand, I'll give it to you. Uh, yeah, so Instagram's my wheelhouse. I'm in stories like every thirty fucking seconds. Yeah. Um, I like to live live gram my whole life. But yeah, that's my wheelhouse. That's where you'll find me and the podcast and everything else from there. That oh, is awesome. It. You're awesome. We are best friends now. Yes. We are local. Yes, we are. yes. See you at, at the grocery store. <laughs> <laughs> okay, thank you yeah, so much, that. Sarah. Bye, you guys. Bye. Bye. I have to call my sister. When you rate, review, subscribe, it helps us out. Because we love them what we do without a doubt. So we want to thank you for taking the time, Mo. So here we go, we busting, we busting around, Mo. This is our podcast, we're here to stay. My name is Kayla, this is Stacy K. Okay, that... Uh... I have to call my sister. Hey, hey, you there. Kayla, stop. You heard it here first. Okay, never mind. We're not doing the rap anymore. heard it here first. Oh, my God. That's what I'm talking about. Hey-ho.